In 2016, a new Arrowverse show premiered on The CW. Featuring characters from The Flash and Arrow, it existed in the shadows quietly. However, it has since gained popularity and brought the three of us together to discuss the characters and their progression from Season 1. This week, they finally let Brandon Routh make a Superman reference. Aliens of the film? More likely than you think. That's my Neville baby! And dropping bombs on bombs on bombs. Definitely don't call us heroes. We are the legends of next week. everyone and welcome back to an episode of the legends of next week i'm your host mary i use she her pronouns i am kate i also use she her pronouns uh welcome to our first show of the new year uh eden is not with us this week she has uh had to take some time off with some personal family issues so she'll be back as soon as she can but for now it's just gonna be kate and i kicking the year off and what are we kicking this year off kate with kate angela bassett winning the golden globe the only thing that matters actually good night podcast <laughs> that's done right. no Wrap yeah. it up. that happened um but also we're we're gonna kick off the year by finishing our recap of invasion yes the only good the only good crossover that we ever did. The one good crossover. And even for being the best crossover, it's still an average episode, I would say. Our standards have never been lower. There are some highlights to this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you get the feeling, though, that up until, like, minute 10, it wasn't very legends focused for a legends episode yeah it was that it was very i wasn't getting that vibe yet it was very ensemble for sure but definitely not like distinctively legends was the feel i mean with arrow it was a very distinctive arrow feel maybe it was because we had oliver queen running through the damn woods the flash felt like the flash because i mean we started out in star labs and Barry was running, which is stereotypical. We just kind of open in with um, the rescuees from the Wave Rider coming back to the headquarters they set up in this massive air hangar. After the season finale of Aerovision, everyone fled. Wait, now I have a real question. Yes. Where's Thea? That is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Thea is kind of... <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> Where is Thea? Um, is she in the Thea, big fight? I don't think so. No, she wasn't in the big fight. Um, I Thea just. I think Thea like he went. You know what? I need some personal time. Maybe. Thea just and peaced I out her. on everyone. She's like, okay, I flew an alien spaceship. I need to go process this and process having to say goodbye to my mother and. Wow, they cheated us. But, but um, <laughs> everyone's been saved. Woot. Yep, they're, they're all, everyone's safe, but they know now that the Dominators have a weapon that they're planning to deploy. So 
what I thought was interesting is like Nate is there being Nate. Nate. <laughs> we don't see Amaya. Are they like keeping Amaya confined to the ship and they're like, no, you don't get to see the future. You get to stay here. Is that what they're in? Because I'm not here for that. She's getting the Kendra treatment. <laughs> he is Sorry? he is hot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why she wasn't there, because honestly, I think she would like to meet some of them. Bonus if she did, she insulted Oliver. Can you imagine if that had happened? Because think of how much she ripped into the legends. How much would she rip into the rest of them? She would they would but, not get along. Yeah, no. Uh Felicity out here with a pretty dated reference with Oh, they're gonna IM us a questionnaire because they're they're asking like, oh, maybe the Dominators took us to sort through our memories because we have information about metas and they want to know more. And Felicity's like, they're gonna what? They'll send us an IM with a questionnaire like IMs in twenty seventeen. How maybe. old are you? <laughs> How old is that reference? I don't know. It's it's. I mean. Yeah. We barely understand it. Like we know, I was. I know I wasn't allowed to because when I was a child, but I wasn't because I was a literal child. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. (laughs) We were. We're. We're we're on on the young side of this one, but we 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 have seasoned souls, but we're young. But all. Then Oliver's out here with, like, it's time we return the favor. Or, like, because we're going to kidnap one of them. Yeah, he, yeah. Of a man. He wants... Yeah, because that's what they think. Five of us? Let's take one of you. Let's return the favor. And Nate does manage to date the video to 1951, which I don't know if that was common knowledge or not, because um, in the last... Hey, I did not write the date down. I don't. Was this Oregon they were in? I can't remember. It was Oregon. It's 1951. Okay, the the two times they've been to Oregon, weird stuff's been going down. Nothing happens in Oregon. It's good. Sorry, Oregonians that listen to this podcast. You're from Oregon. Um, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I've personally never been to Oregon. Um. Y'all have been camping there? It's very... It is very, like, the Avenger... Avengers, oops. (laughs) I know, because that's the other team at the time. Like, Arrowverse is very West Coast. Yeah. get that vibe. Because a lot of DC is spread around... Superman and Batman are so distinctly New York, New Jersey. Yeah, very much. It's... (laughs) You can feel the California Vancouver... You can, you can, yeah, absolutely. You can feel it. It's wild to me because Central City has always felt like kind of California, but not quite, even though it's supposed to be in Missouri. <laughs> so technically, it's the Midwest. Trademark CW, though, everything looks slightly like California, Vancouver. Yeah. Another trademark CW is this awful CGI in this, like, alien Zapruder film of the Dominators attacking. What is this? This is genuinely awful. 
it's 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 de- they're definitely the I don't know who I don't remember who directed this, but it's definitely going for a very found footage kind of style. Um, mm-hmm. and like it, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of fun, but just like man, CGI has come a long way. I mean, yeah, it's I mean in 2016, like we were buying it. Like, do we know it was the best? No, but it was the best we could get, and we were happy with it. And that's what I think about, especially when I watch um, old media. Well, so, like media from that dates back and just seeing how special effects were done then versus how it goes now and how CGI has improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy that's directing uh, Gregory Smith. Barry CW. <laughs> Barry CW. He's in a lot of films. He actually, he was the one that directed Marooned and Leviathan. And we pointed out that Marooned is a very well-directed episode. It is. That That is mm, very good. He will come That's back nice. to direct, sadly, our episode in Crisis on Earth X. Mm, but, yeah. you know, he but he does redeem himself. Because while he does direct in Crisis on Infinite Earths Part Five, he directs Virgin Gary. Oh, we do love the Virgin Gary. <laughs> That's such a good episode. You know, listen, I feel you're like all right. Can I just, I, you know, I think that it would have been really nice in the Virgin Gary if he'd gotten a little silk robe at the end of it. I think that is very appropriate. Because what does John have but cute fancy robes for a fancy boy? I mean, we've seen we've seen Charlie and John's clothes before. Anyway, we're getting off track. We gotta get we're getting off track. Up. Stay tuned for season three and <laughs> sorted rambling. But um, yes, yeah, so the plan is they're gonna time travel back to 1981 and snatch up a Dominator. And Barry's saying, I don't blame him. Someone offered me a chance to time travel and like, yeah, what the hell? Kind of cool. Yeah. I've learned nothing from Doctor Who, clearly. Exactly. Uh, but, but then you have Barry who's saying, uh, yeah, actually, I think you should stay here. That only makes Cisco want to say, no, I'm going to go. Recently, as we discussed, Cisco's still very mad at Barry for when Barry went back and caused Flashpoint that caused indirectly is the reason like Cisco's brother died. Yeah. He's still mad. Which again, I feel like he has a right to be this mad. Yeah. It's like I get where you're coming from, dude. I get I mean I get it. It's like Barry Barry's fate Barry caused consequences because I mean ultimately it was it's I understand he I understand like how he wants to fix this, how he wants to undo this murder. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's 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 the sound of thunder, essentially. It really is. Have you it's ever just, seen the movie Sound of Thunder? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We watched it in my, uh, my English class when I was in high school. Kate, the main dude in Sound of Thunder voices Kalos. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> No, I'm not. Sorry, we're going to derail this episode check, for a check second. The t- check the timer. I'm, How far I, do we get this time? We got 14 minutes. We, we got 14 minutes in this time. 
I think that's the same amount it took last time. For context, we decided to see how long it would take before one of us made a Star Wars reference, and it wasn't me! But, hold on, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Yeah, that's <laughs> He's callous, baby. So for, your, so, for those at home listening, your assignment is to watch Sound of Thunder. Sound of Thunder. And the Honorable and then, Ones from Rebels. And the honorable ones. But yeah, Felicity also decides to jump in on the time travel. Felicity and Cisco, the dynamic duo. They're the best. Um, the new president calls and is like, we want to talk. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, and Oliver is like, Carp. Can I speak to you for a minute? God, he sounds like the principal in Breakfast Club. He's like, you mess the bull, you get the horns. Yeah. <laughs> this is Oliver's Karen moment. Because he pulls Kara aside and is like, I want you to, I want you to minimize your involvement in this. And, the, and it's like, it's like, because I can only handle a certain amount of change at a time. So you have to take yourself out. Which, in context, like, Oliver, do you realize how whiny you sound right now? It's like, I get it. You struggle, you are, you, you have, you have got, you have PTSD from your five years, from seeing your from best several friend things. die, from seeing, um, Laurel. Well, no, 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 no. this is before, no, Laurel's still, Oh, wait, no, Laurel's... Oh, oh baby. God, ah! And Sarah, well, he had to watch Sarah die twice. Sarah Sarah's die. back, but... He's seen, Sarah's, he's seen Sarah's dead body. He watched his mother get stabbed. He watched his father commit suicide. <laughs> um, he, like, I understand you have... P- I understand there's PTSD there, but, um... That's just being a, but but that's just being, that was just a real jerk move on his part. And it was very, it was very interesting for him to psychoanalyze himself and be like, I can only handle this at a time. But, but once you've done the psychoanalyzing of yourself and you realize these are my issues, kind of what you're supposed to do is then remove yourself from situations. Kind of, depending on what therapy you go to. But generally, the idea is, yeah. like, learning how to self-regulate your own emotional scale. And Oliver's like, mm, maybe everyone else is the problem. No, it's, no, no, sit down. Yeah, sit, sit, sit down, white man. We're gonna be sit saying down, that a lot Karen. this episode. <laughs> but anyway, we get on the to the wave rider and Nate, and yeah. Nate, Amaya, and Vic. I have to point out that while Felicity and Cisco are like, ooh, look at that. It's a blah blah blah. They say, it's not a time sphere. I must tell you, time sphere is Rip's ship in the comics. Yeah, I remember because we see this, because remember, we saw the time sphere. We do sphere see it. In, um, yeah. We've seen it already in um, the, I, I was going to call it the Miami Vice episode, but no, I mean, the, 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 the Reagan episode. Yes. The, the defining scene of Damien Dard in his um, King Panera. Little outfit. His Barbie doll outfit. His Barbie. His Ken doll outfit. But they're time traveling, and then 
we cut to Star Labs. Right before we get to Star Labs, I will say they'd be like, this is systematic, automatic, it's grease lightning. Crash. Alright, and now now we come to the crowning jewel of the episode. (laughs) Here we go. The reason I am the reason I've been so excited. We come back to Star Labs. Stein is there. And who else is there, Kate? Well, Caitlin comes in first. And Stein is mansplaining a little bit. It's Stein. He's being signed and he's and he starts talking about um the lion and the thorn and then oh you used to love telling me that story. In walks in Lily Stein. Lily Stein. Lily Stein. I'm so happy. Um Christina is it Briscott Bricado? I think. Sina Bricado, she is getting her moment because she is in the menu from last year. She has possibly the best scene in that movie. Go see the menu if you haven't. So glad it's, she's getting it. It's on HBO, right? It is. Go see it now. Yeah, so, um, I am very excited to see it because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know why I didn't go see. Oh wait, no, because I was. Oh, I know. I I I didn't go see it in theaters because I was stressed at the time with life crap. But um, when we heard about this movie coming out, we were both like, "Okay, yes, this is our kind of thing. This is very our kind of thing." And just the cast list, find out the whole cast was like, "Holy crap, this is good! It's so fun!" Oh. If you like any kind of, if you are a person that enjoys, like, food television, you like Gordon Ramsay shows, or, like, you get really into going to fancy restaurants, or just, like, reading menus, you'd love the menu. It's so good. I gotta watch it. But, but Silly's here. And what's she doing? Um... Stein's like, well, I'm having issues with the blah, blah, blah. And she's like, hmm, it's almost like you could use someone with a PhD in nanotechnology. Of course, and Stein goes, well, yes, but Raymond's busy right now. And Lily's just like, I was talking about me. <laughs> I spent uh, six years at MIT. Yeah, six years at MIT. Ugh. Absolutely. She's but just so... Right. She's so lovely. Oh my goodness. Season two was very season two was very important to me for many reasons. I love the Star Labs has fair white boards where you write you can write with the X marker all you want. That just makes me happy. But it's, it's good. also like what happens what happens how many has anyone ever thrown a marker at that so hard at like <laughs> HR has. What happened? If, yeah, HR definitely. No, uh, no. Harry did. Harry definitely did. Oh yeah. A well. Harry, Harry, Harry threw things when he was angry. It's true. But that's all we see of them for now because the way mixed ride, driver, way rider, and mixed, mixed driver. He's 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 in his mom. He's in the mom's. He's in mom's car. Vroom vroom. 
Get out of the car. Oh, I love when Mick gets to do things. I know Mick. Mick gets. Mick is. Mick gets to call the shots. As soon as they park, Felicity hurls. Yeah, she upchucks, and then we find out she has um, the linguist- linguistic uh, dis- dysplasia mm-hmm. that Snart had in the Wild West. Uh, it's one of my favorite because she delivers it with such passion of like, Gerslorbun dong. <laughs> she means whatever she's saying. Yeah, it's it's just, it's not coming out right, but Nick's but so Nick says, "Okay, Amaya, Nate, come with me. Nerds, you're staying behind." I love that he calls them nerds and takes Nate. Like Nate, is yeah, he's the he's, biggest he's, nerd he's, there. He's he's he leaves the science the science the STEM nerds and he takes <laughs> the history nerds. Uh, yay, finally a win for the humanities majors. <laughs> ah, a win for the humanities. <laughs> but it's it? not, it's not, well, before they leave, uh, Cisco's like, I did not time travel to stay behind. And, and Nate goes, well, sorry, gotta run. Have fun storming the castle. He, well, he, he's like, let's see, like, babble something. And he says, oh, I'm just going to see what you're saying. Have fun storming the castle. And Cisco is understandably pissed that Nate is taking Nate's taking his jokes. Cisco is very possessive over his jokes. Like, <laughs> like hey, it's like, listen, this is my job. You don't get to do it. He's done this with Curtis and he's done this with Nate. This is Which, true. in fairness, I can understand where he's com- I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, what do you think we fight about before every podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say the funniest part is this the funniest moment of the episode it might be I love Mick looking at Nate because Nate's got his new super suit on he has the grease paint on his face too his and Mick goes you celebrating 4th of July early and Ray and Nate says Ray made it for me Here's and here's the thing: we never saw that helmet again because when you think about it, he doesn't really need a helmet. (laughs) It's like you know in Toy Story two, but it's like, well, to get through this, we need to use our head. (laughs) So they start running with Rex, and it's like, I don't want to use my head. (laughs) Wait, wait! I just realized something. Do you realize that, um, Nate? Had Nate had the last male superhero costume in Legends? Yeah, I mean Wally had his, but Wally had his prior. Well, to Wally Legends. already had his. I, I'm so I'm sorry, I can't count Wally now because he I already mean, had his. Can we count John's as a superhero outfit? It's just his clothes. It's just his clothes. It's like change his clothes. He, it, it's he. Listen, he's a dirty man, and we love him. <laughs> we love him, but. He doesn't change his clothes. No. I mean, and we only got one out. What we got Zari's superhero outfit once, really, which was really cool. That's but true. I think like once we stopped doing the crossovers, we stopped with um the super suits. Unless you want to count um Nate's Jersey Boy. Cause, cause, I like custodians of the chronology a lot. That was 
but I was going to say, technically... The testosterone was leaking out of the screen. But technically, we'd get two Zari outfits. Because we have the one she wears in the crossover, and then she gets to wear her comic costume in... In Phone Home. home. (sighs) But I, and then Nate, uh, Nate just looks at him again. I love Nate's like, my boy, I mean, my bro made it for me. And Nate goes, you look like a star-spangled idiot. He's not wrong. Star He's wrong. not wrong. Nick speaks his truth. But they see, they come across this big-ass spaceship floating over um, the valley whatever i don't know what the technical geological term geographical term for it is offhand it's not a plateau but um just a big big stretch of dirt it kind of reminds me a little bit of the planet that sarah was on when she was abducted mm-hmm. which wouldn't be surprising because it's a cw just shooting on location but so that so they kind of they so they were gonna jump in but then it's like wait no 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 they're trying to stay to the side, and then this is some bad CG. Like, I know it's the, I know, first of all, it's Arrow, and second, it's the CW. This is genuinely awful CG. They, this they is remarkably this, shit. Which I got, I have to kind of applaud the tactic here because um, you can kind of see how, like, the, the, the knowledge of being. Kind of having a time master mentality. I hate to say time master mentality, but it is just like trying to avoid the big moment and then coming in the very end. Mm-hmm. So they can to pick up what's left to use what they can. Because if they had jumped in, then they would have been on the video, mm-hmm. which would have been a whole whole new problem. Yeah. But after we take out a couple like aliens. There, there's this moment like then the, the feds show up. Yeah, they, they 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 get the last guy. They knock him down. He's got a pretty gnarly head wound. They're like, okay, oh, let's yeah, take that's him important. Back. We leave one alive. Yeah, we got the we got the one living one, and then you have um the the uh, the men in black show up. Genuinely, they do not name this man because if you they go on not- IMDb, it is young guy in glasses, and then. Spoiler for the same episode. When we see him in the quote future, he's quoted as Agent Smith, which I think is just a Matrix reference. It probably is. Um, I I, I didn't remember his name, so I just called him Miles the whole time. Like, he looks like who was the dude in the first season of Daredevil that wore the glasses? Oh, the one the one guy who Karen shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see it. But I, he's just a white man. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember his name. I knew he was. I knew he was. He was just like he was kind of sniveling. I know Karen killed him. Yeah, you know my type of character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, of course. But anyway, he rolls up, and they all get tranquilized. They all get trained with the. It's the trademark feather dart coming out of their necks. Uh so. Uh, and, this is, and the funny thing is, like, this is happening while Felicity and Cisco are having their little heart-to-heart about. It's like, oh, yeah, you wanted to get away from Barry. 
and him telling you what to do. That's why you came on here. Not just because of time travel. Yeah, and Cisco like tries to deny it and then doesn't. And yeah. I mean his reasons are like, well, Barry went back to fix his own mistake and it ended up costing my family something devastating. How is that fair? And I do think they're going to make Cisco backtrack on this pretty quick in this episode. Oh, they do. Absolutely. I don't remember how long he still holds that grudge in this season of The Flash. Like, if it, when it continues back. It kind of starts to, it starts to dissipate after this. Like, just how this told, just how the story told us who Lily was, this served to kind of dissipate the conflict mm-hmm. between, they start to repair their friendship after this, I think. Really was my yeah. main takeaway. Um, Team Flash had issues in season three. Is this uh, when Mick says, they, "I hate guys with badges"? I liked that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh yes, wait, no, no I think that's a little. No, he did say it here because they did show a badge. Right. Yeah. Asking. That was good. So shall we cut back to the only? The, the, let's be real. The point, the plot that matters. The, the plot that I spent months, the plot that's probably a month psychoanalyzing to try and gather information to write fanfic for. Lily's working on the project with her dad. And she's like, hey, dad, isn't this like when in the seventh grade, you we stayed up all night to do my science project? Yeah. And, I, and the thing is, like before, like, before that scene happened, she's like, dad. 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 Yes. He's not paying attention. He's not used to being dad. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I was having like a moment for my I was like having a moment. I had like like I said this before. I said this before on the last episode that Lily and Martin's relationship reminds me a lot of me and my own father. Um, and like I have had to do this with my dad before. So I was like, yep, that sounds about right. And I and she she has this little other little moment of like you remember because mom got really mad that you gave me coffee so I'd stay up and Martin says I I, I don't remember well he's first he says I don't remember that and then when he sees the look on her face he's like I mean I never did that yeah and he he excused himself and she's worried we can see she's worried and Caitlin goes after him. After was like, okay, you're taking your absent-minded professor thing a little too far. Yeah, she's and like, that's your daughter in there. <laughs> why are you treating her like a stranger? Martin goes, because she is. Oh! This is solid quality. Content. It is a good scene. It is such a good scene. And I actually came things... Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, in the Arrowverse... We see it, like, not just Legends, although they do it a lot. In the Arrowverse, there's a lot of my future child has come back from the future to tell me I was a bad parent. But I feel like while Lily isn't exactly that trope, I like the way this is almost, not subverted, but the way this is approached. Yeah. Of, because, because it's not... Oliver or Felicity or Barry and Iris being told like you were a bad parent to me and things happen. Lily has had a good childhood 
She did. She has fond memories. She was happy. Yeah. But Caitlin um, originally thinks, like, wait, wait. So you're saying Lily's also a flashpoint effect. And Martin says, no, no. I I told my younger self to appreciate my wife more. (laughs) He did about this job. Sure did, baby. (laughs) You sure Martin Stein, you old fox. And he calls her an aberration. And well, that hurt. That and hurt. The Caitlin immediately jumps her. It's like, well, she's brilliant and she's funny and she's a lot like you, except much less uptight. <sighs> and it's like, okay, I know how this. I know how. I know how things work. But do I detect a little something there? I got a little vibe. I got a vibe. I got a vibe. I like it. I I was like, I could do this ship. I'm here for it. We support. This is, is this all, this is also when she says like, she is a real person. Like she, she's not an aberration. She is a real person and she's your daughter. Yeah. And She's and then and then Caitlin was that okay wait if she's an aberration and you've been fixing aberrations are you saying you're gonna erase your own kid and he says yes because I'm I've, I have the ability to correct my mistake unlike Mr. Allen over there that one hurt that hurt that was that was that 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 hurted a lot <laughs> that shit hurted that shit hurted oh oh God is. I don't know how, like, I, like, latched onto Lily so hard. <laughs> I think someone, like, I can relate with some shit with, like, mm-hmm. having your father like this sometimes, but just, like, I just think she's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're neat. <laughs> no, but, and like I was saying, like, this is such a subversion. Obviously, this is still... God, this is still like year four of Arrow. No, this is year five of Arrow. Oh, yeah, so we yeah. haven't even gotten to Mia. Do they have a son too? Do they have a son? Um, Oliver child? has Oliver has a child. Oh wait, I forgot that Oliver Oliver oh, has a child. Oliver I forgot about child. him. He was in our pilot for Legend, our pre-pilot for Legends. That child is that the same child? Yes, the child was in. Yes, um, Oliver is found out gay? about his son. Is he gay? He, if he, yes, William was. William is gay. Icon. Icon. <laughs> Obviously, the better queen. I feel like it's very. I feel like it's very appropriate how we're talking about icons while we are both in our Steve Bonnet era. We are both wearing, wearing so- Steve Bonnet robes, recording this podcast. <laughs> Bye. Like we say. We're going to see a very tired trope of kids coming back to the past to talk to their parents. And I like that, even though this is relatively new, this one is not about kid trying to fix parent mistakes. It's parent trying to rationalize things. And like, yeah. even like, accept something good that does happen. And it's like all those, it was like all those, like, Movies where I find out you like you have a kid, except <laughs> you you. But it's you, not. You, 
But you know why this is so refreshing? As I was saying, it's not like that stupid kid thing. It's not a weird infidelity plot. It's, it's not. not like a weird, it's not like, oh my God, accidental pregnancy. It's going to ruin our marriage. It's none of yeah. those things. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it, which is why I think it's such a brilliant thing Legends did. It's really good. I think, I I mean, we all knew some, I mean, it's kind of fun to see how, because uh, again, um, I mean, I said this before, the Stein family is intertwined with time travel, essentially. Mm-hmm. Martin we'll... has been time, tra- Martin time travel when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And it's the other thing of like, we'll see this later when Barad just seamlessly becomes a part of the team without ever seeing how he's there because of God, time. I love that so much. And it's just, I don't know, I just find it really refreshing of someone, like, sometimes, you know what, it boils back to the Legends thing of t- sometimes we screw things up for the better. Yeah. And this is one of those times. This is definitely one of those times, absolutely. It's beautiful, even though it was angst. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, back to, uh, back to the past in Oregon. Uh, um, to, uh, Felicity and Cisco are we're gonna be tech support grab some guns there's a Stranger Things reference that gets thrown in here which like man this is close to the wire to put a Stranger Things reference in here it had just come out that last year Stranger Things was was like the summer show I remember yeah wasn't it late summer Something like that. I think it was August. I don't remember, but it was wild. Um, thinking far back when Stranger Things was first coming out, and how I mean, it was just a show like about a missing boy, and there was this weird girl who these boys found in the woods. And it was very eighties, but it wasn't like it isn't like now where it feels like everything is an 80s reference to be an 80s reference. Yeah. We all still like Stranger Things here. No tea, no shade. Oh, yeah. It's just... Uh, unpopularly, if Stranger Things had ended in its first season, I think it would be one of the best TV shows ever done. But I, I am would, grateful I would, I would argue... Content. I'd argue the second season. That's... Well, second I, season is my I, favorite. I, yeah, I, and I... <laughs> Because we get to see the growth. Of, I know this isn't a Stranger Things podcast, but we get to see the growth of Steve Harrington in that season. I thought that was fantastic. We also get Murray. Who's and Max. In, and Max, too. Uh, oh, so after they make their Stranger Things reference, we cut back to everyone in a cell. I love Mick Slime. This is why I don't trust the government. I, uh, yes, Mick's just <laughs> based Mick. He's so pissed. He's so pissed off. And I love um, But they're also locked in there with the Dominator, too. It's a real, like, it's you're really- not locked in, like, uh, like, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're at a three to one ratio here. But they're talking to the Dominator, who said, like, they're here on reconnaissance on the metahuman. Exactly. Meanwhile, which, which is what oh, they, which, and Amaya catches on like you mean the JSA. Yeah, like she realized like wait, you're here because the emergency metahumans. That's the JSA. That's my people. Hey, hey. Well, and then the and then the government walks in. 
And then we have glasses. Um, glasses talking. Like, the fact they never like, named yeah, this right, man. I don't, again, we don't How do they have a character that shows up in the past and now when we cut to the other capes meeting with the president, it turns out to be that same dude, but old? Which is a fun concept. Oh, I oh I love the concept entirely. Um, what you didn't I, even I name him? Stuff like that happens. I remember. Um, I re- I do. I really enjoyed when Doctor Who did it. That was mm-hmm. a really fun. Listen, season six of Doctor Who was not its greatest, but um, that was. I do like that they. <laughs> it was Mark Shepard. I just remembered it was Mark. <laughs> <Shepherd>. <laughs> It's amazing he wasn't on Legends, but I think he, he just like. Well, he I was was gonna, I know, but I think it's just because he must have had in his contract like I will only do Supernatural on this network. Because he was he in anything else on the CW? No, I think I think of him. That guy's been on a lot of stuff. He's been in everything. He's been in Firefly. He's been Leverage. In Leverage. <laughs> Iconic in Leverage. Iconic. I can't. I I have one type, and it's a Javert. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Andor yet? No, but I love that gay Javert man. I I love him eating cereal with his mother because he's a loser. That's my type of character. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't wait for you to watch the latest Bad Batch. I love that our old dude, who are we going to call him? We got to call, should we call him Smith or do you want to call him Miles? Because that's what you were calling I him. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm call him Miles mind. in honor of Glass Onion. There we, yeah, my, they're both pricks. Yep. So Miles is like, you're causing these xenomorphs to show up, first of all. They're not xenomorphs. Um, Actually. Yeah. It's like they have a name. And we we're called Dominators. And then get um Barry does his little speed moment where he takes out the guy's got a bullet and puts it in his pocket. He he like puts the bullet going back toward the guy. He lo- he puts the gun going down to shoot the guy in the foot. I was like, Well dang Barry. We see Oliver like later shoot an arrow through a guy's like calf. Yeah, yeah, that was that was intense. I was like, okay, that's some good special effects, but also, dang, it's the best special effects in this episode. It, it kind of reminds. It I mean, just like seeing Oliver nail a guy to the leg. It kind of reminds you, of like, okay, listen, the Green Arrow is kind of a joke, but at the same time, don't don't screw with him. Like arrows, kill. But arrows yeah. have been used in combat. But yeah, but would Stephen Amell, Oliver Queen, have a boxing glove arrow? He would not. But that's iconic. I, I will say, though, that the stupid little arrow he shoots that has, like, a hard drive on it. That's yeah. Kind of, that's kind of fun. And then in the cartoon, he has a buzzsaw arrow. <laughs> he even says, like, <laughs> Black Canary said the buzzsaw arrow was dumb. <laughs> He he eventually has kryptonite arrows, doesn't he? I believe so. I don't know if it's in yeah. the cartoon, but in one, at least in the comics, he gets one. I think he got a kryptonite. I feel like he had a kryptonite arrow in the bad crossover. Uh, we're not going to dwell on that one, though. But We'll um, get there in due time. 
We'll get there when we get there. Uh, so back in back in the past, they're all hearing the Dominator get tortured, and Felicity. Then they hear other noises. Felicity says, "Go show up." Somebody called tech support. That's great. That's pretty great. And then they hear Dominator screaming, and Nate's like, "We gotta go get him." We got. Come on, we we're the good guys. We gotta go rescue him. So they do. And (laughs) I have to interrupt. I'm sorry. I had to write this down. Oh no! I think Gary. Yeah, I keep saying Gary because aliens. When Mick's like, this is a first talking with an alien and like, oh, we should leave it here. It's an alien. I'm like, oh, Mick. Oh, Mick, you don't know your future. (laughs) You don't know know what's going to happen to you in four years. You're going to be a father of 51. You're you're going to pound town, sir. With an alien. I mean, like, congrats. But also, you don't even know. The best sex of his life. That was good times. Kayla aside. (laughs) We're not here to talk about Kayla. But they will have her time. They have that ship that uh, Thea helped them all escape in Mm -hmm. to free free them from the Dominator thing. Mm -hmm. Mothership. That's what it's called. And when they and they manage repair it, then they apparently don't get a thank you either when the when the Dominator takes it to go and rejoin their buddies. Cisco did steal something though. Yeah, he stole a little like the walkie-talkie, essentially. The communicator. Yeah. Leonard Snart is smiling proudly from the from the echo of the time stream. I give you permission to date my sister now. Where's Lisa? Where where is Lisa? Is she safe? Is she alive? You know, if Cisco really wanted revenge on Barry, he should have just told her, like, maybe it's Barry's fault. Leonard's gone. Then she, then he'd be gone. Oh, that's cold. I like it. But so Mick gets them. So Mick kind of Mick comes in because it's funny. Felicity's sitting in the pilot's chair. And Mick's like, "Hey, we we gotta go. Go sit in your seat. That's mine." Mm-hmm. So they get back. We learn that and- the dominators have come. Basically, because when Barry did an oopsie and did Flashpoint, that he meddled with the flow of time. Flow of time, and all the dominators are like, "Well, now we have a." And they turns out their bomb will eliminate every metahuman on Earth because they're afraid of metahumans becoming a threat to the Dominator world. Exactly, and. That, so that's what I, that's what I figure out um, because when Barry's talking with old man Miles, he's trying to figure out well, why are they here? What's what do they want? You, Mister Allen. Wait a minute, but you I brought guess, them back. But also, why does that guy know what Flashpoint is? I don't know. It's listen. It's the <laughs> government. I don't know. They probably—I don't know—they probably have their ways. Amanda Waller probably established some protocol before her death. Do you think Time Bureau? <gasps> oh no! You're right, though. You're right. You're like, right. The Time Bureau doesn't 
technically exist. Well, like how the time bureau comes well, into existence is so annoyingly confusing, but the time bureau technically does is operational. Is operational by this point at that time. Oh, that's oh my gosh! So I feel like the time bureau's got to report to Amanda Wall. Everybody reports to Amanda Waller. Well, well, she's, well she died. Well, but, oh, no, no, no. They just told us that. I know she, they blew her up. Whatever. You can't kill Amanda Waller. You can't kill Amanda Waller. That's bullshit. Yeah, we're going to go with Time Bureau. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, but so the Dominator gives him a call and he gives their Dominator friend from... 65 years ago, gives them a call when they're in, back in the 21st century. And he says, I will spare you because of how you helped me. But you have to give us Barry Allen in return. Otherwise, we'll deploy our metabomb that has a, that has a projected death toll of 2 million. Two million. Yep. Mm, we are leaning really hard in these World War II parallels, and I don't like it. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to lean on those for, like, two seasons. We really do. We're just, like... This is when Cisco has the idea with Nate. Like, I could, because I have this transponder, I could vibe into, like, the Dominator. The mothership. The mothership and talk to them. And it's like, well, like, if it goes badly, then we'll just be sucked into the coldness of Black Void of space. And Nate says, okay, let's not do that. Get it right. But they go and they meet their they meet their buddy, and that's where and Cisco saying, well, like the, the daughter says, Oh, you're a metahuman. That's an interesting power. And Cisco is kind of the voice voice of reason. He's trying to appeal to the dominator and say is like, listen, we're not all bad. You're the the guy who took you, who tortured you, he wasn't a metahuman. But the do- but then the dominator says, well, what happens when men like that get powers like yours? Which is, a, which is an interesting point because when you think about it, think of the metahumans that have been on the Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, present and future. We didn't have the thinker yet. Was Ragdoll a think- meta or just a freak? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Because I was trying to think. I know this is something. I know. He was such a great villain, but genuinely horrifying. Here, listen, listen. My hat's off to the actor who played him. Well, it's two actors. It's one guy doing the physicality. Like, it is some guy who can't. And I think it's Phil Lamar who does the voice. Oh, cool. But also, when you think about it, Thawne, Zoom, Savitar. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause, and the thing is, that was definitely the hint as to who Savitar is. Like we should have been told that, earlier. That was, looking back now, I should have known that it was. Um, they lay it I out sh- for I sh- you. I should have known better. Wish I was smarter than that, but no. Um, but this is when Cisco starts to have his little quick turnaround when he's like, "Well." I went, like, we went and changed time because we went back in time and talked to this Dominator. And I've screwed we things freed. up. Just trying because to do the right Because we freed thing. the Dominator. Mm-hmm. 
and he was able to go back and tell his and tell the other dominators about metahumans. We kept the peace until Barry broke it by time traveling. So technically, is it all Cisco's fault? No, no. It's but he he. It's I mean, he shares blame in it. Mm-hmm. I do because I mean he did let him go. It's but it's not saying but nothing would have happened. Had Barry not time travel, we wouldn't have had this if Barry didn't time travel. So the if we're gonna point the finger, the finger is gonna be pointing all around. Yes. So like this is a little bit more of a quick turnaround than I would have liked to see. Yeah, I. If we'd seen this kind of start to flesh out in the Arrow episode and then kind of rise in here. Hmm. But we can't, but we couldn't do that because the yeah, Flash episode, minutes. he just has to be mad. And it was Arrow's 100th episode. So why would Cisco be there? Well, he was in the 100th episode in um, the regular. Oh, well, yeah, he was in like that. But Barry's not. Well, Barry is there, yeah, but Barry they're not talking. Him. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're still in there. For- but you do have a point. They could have talked a little bit in that episode, like. Yeah, like, we could have had that conversation with Cisco and Felicity about why don't you want to, so why don't, or is, I mean, Barry was in the episode, but we didn't really have a whole lot of interaction with Barry and Cisco in it. I mean, I'm not a writer, I know it's, I mean, like, at the same time, like, there are so many characters in this crossover, which I feel like this is eventually why Legends kind of got shoved to the side, and we only, like, we hand, we cherry-picked who was going to participate mm-hmm. And this is eventually, like, I think to the same detriment of, like, MC. And again, we're not going to go on an MCU tangent. But that's also, like, we're kind of seeing with the MCU right now is once you have so many characters and so many plots that even just, like, bringing someone in, you're like, but we didn't address, like, the last thing they were dealing with. Exactly. It's just. The dots are not connecting like they used to in the MCU. Justice and, League Unlimited did it better than all of them. You know, there you go. That's a that's a good point. But so Cisco is blaming himself for that. I guess, and uh, but they also Barry now knows. Yeah. What's going like, on. But before I get to Barry's decision, let's get um, back to the real plot. <laughs> Let's get back to the plot we were. Let's get back to the only let really the, the legends plot that we are more invested in. Or if we're being quite that honest, happened was. And to be honest, the only legends centric plot, because apart yeah, I, from I, when we see a dominator in phone home in season three, the dominator doesn't really like this whole crossover doesn't really affect us much. No, I mean, well, we, the one thing that affects us is Lily. We are just here because we have a time shift. This is, and I think that's why they would bring Legends is they just needed the time shift. Yeah, they want it, and and, it, and honestly, I can say like for the first crossover, like it's a decent introduction. It's not bad. The, like it's a good use of the Wave Rider. I. Couldn't have done it better, honestly. I can't mm-hmm. think of a better way to have done it because they use it as a spaceship and as a time ship with its intended purposes. But yeah, so anyway, so 
Lily's like trying to connect something on a circuit where she's like, blah, 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 science. I don't remember what she's trying to stabilize the reaction of something and it doesn't work and she gets frustrated and she storms out. out. And this is where Caitlin steps in and gives Martin the talking to because um, we later find out her father was her father was a scientist too and I think he did work with Martin sometimes. Do we learn that in three or I four? I feel like we learn that eventually. Um, it's been a while. That's like that's like headcanons on I know there's there's like headcanons built on that so I do remember that. I do remember that because I remember when um, she was trying to find out about her father later on. Um, mm-hmm. Like they had to go to Martin's old office. <laughs> Sorry. We don't oh. want to talk about the bad crossover until we, we, we get there. We don't talk about that. Martin's like, we don't need family therapy right now. And uh, Caitlin's arguing like, what if like the future of the world rests on like someone like what did she say like getting daddy's love? <laughs> so it's like her, her, her it's, it's a, a daughter knowing that her daddy loves her or something. Knowing that her daddy it's loves like, her, yeah. I mean, it is about it's a validation thing. I mean, you. I mean, I can understand like you want your parents to be proud of you and make the right choice, and like you're doing. Like, you're following them. Yeah, like you want to. I feel, and I feel like it's especially if you're like the older sibling. Like you want to, you have to set the standard. Mm-hmm. In a way. And there's also the fact of how long has Mark? How long have they been away? Like aroundish a year, at least. It's been at least probably eight months or so. I mean, it's it's been eight months where she hasn't seen her dad. We don't yeah. know if, like, like once the timeline has changed, like, she would have been told the time travel thing. There's no doubt that yeah. I think she knows. But... Yeah. I, well, actually, like, she doesn't... She doesn't really know a whole lot about it until, um... Neither did Clarissa, really. <laughs> Clarissa, what you saying, like, Clarissa figured it out. Clarissa figured yeah. out with Jack's stuff. Clarissa knows her stuff. Uh-huh. But that's the thing, like, not only just you know, like, her dad's been away for eight months on something secret. Exactly. And, like, no communication, no contact. Oh, God, this girl. Oh, God, she's going to have so much trauma. <laughs> we could fit so much uh, trauma into just, this. Gonna... Ah! <laughs> I, know, I know how this story ends. But he not... does go downstairs like he goes to the elevator while she's punching the buttons and yeah. she goes i'm sorry like mom always said i got my temper from you which i fully believe oh yeah absolutely oh 100% i mean lily is definitely her father's daughter it's the oldest um, it's the oldest daughter thing. it's <laughs> martin how many children do you have <laughs> No, no, no. We know, we know Lily's an only child, but like, I mean, still, like, you want to live up to the expectation that's said. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's like, I remember this time I was also very concerned. Like, we have not heard anything definitive about Clarissa. Like, is she still alive? Because, like, it feels like you're kind of tiptoeing around her being alive. I this was a super irrational thing mm-hmm. that I was going through back then. But if, but 
it just felt like Clarissa was being referred to in the past tense, and it made me mm-hmm. worry a little bit. It's like, oh my god, did, did she die and Martin doesn't know it? No. I'm angsty, you know this. I love angst. Yeah. She does have this moment talking to him. What what does she say exactly? Because she gets her aha moment when he's like, I'm sorry, I've been distant, like... Things, yes. oh, things are kind of crazy right now. And she said, She's well, like, go ahead. You raised me to enjoy the complexity of life. And then they both realize, like, oh, wait. The, gotta... the, the science-y thing, like, it doesn't, it goes sequentially. I don't know science. But, like, the reaction yeah. is happening in a sequential order, not like an exponential order. Yes, that's it. It's sequential. It's a, it, they need an exponential reaction. And then Martin kind of get Martin, he finally, this is his moment where he accepts like, oh yeah, that's my kid. And he looks at her. I really do think this is a beautiful line. He's like, I, I truly believe I'm seeing you for the first time. It's really a beautiful moment. It's so beautiful, but also, but then, like, the thing is, like, we don't really know what they're working on exactly. That's the thing, like, we're not really told nope. what they're doing. Here's the and problem. And what it is that they've made. It's horrifying. I will, like, listen. It is. I understand that Arrow 1 was the 100th episode, and that yeah. all makes sense, but because it's the 100th episode... I mean, frankly, we watched it was like, man, this is a good Arrow episode. Yeah. But I feel like we, if it wasn't the 100, we would have had time to explain some more stuff. But then we find out the thing they're working on. It's these little tiny bombs that will cause excruciating pain to the Dominators. Like, Like, this is a war crime. Did she know about this? Is this a war crime? I think she did, Kate. I think Lily enjoys. She likes complexity and chaos. Are you saying? Don't, are you are you saying Lily's time? Girl boss. Gaslight. Girl boss. I need a moment. Oh God! I mean, look, look, she's cool. She's great. I love her. She's the best. But um. It's it's just so it's and it's happened at now this happens like we gotta we have a before we find out like what these bombs are meant for we find oh right Barry's ready to hand himself over Barry's so ready to die yeah um buddy you gotta get that looked at um for real serious like let's listen go to a therapist the therapy arc in season four was wrong. Oh, oh, you oh, just brought I, that I, back. Oh, oh the, the, I, that's like very definitely need like to talk to a um counselor for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, baby gets some therapy like, with the child, but then again, like it also makes me wonder because, like, Barry, no doubt because of what happened, his mother faced several um counselors when he was growing up, especially when he was claiming a man. The man in the the man in the red lightning killed mom. The man in the red lightning killed mom. I mean, mm-hmm. that would definitely get him. Anyway, though, sorry, so not, not Barry's too, not there. Too... No, I, I was supporting. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go sacrifice myself, and then 
Oliver's like, no, you're not. Like you, it'd be you and what? Essentially, like variant on the you and what army? And it's everybody except Thea. Except Thea. Yeah, Where'd she no, go? Where is she? <laughs> is she safe? Is she all right? This is our. That's this. That's our. This. That's our joke. It's <laughs> the only one we oh, have. We no. We have under. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we could have said last episode, now this is pod racing. Racing? Uh, wait, no, we can still say it in this one. Yeah, we can, because, yeah. We'll get there. But, um. It was right there. there. Um, um, We see the whole screws there. And Mick says, when you got a crew, you don't hate to take a hit for the rest. And Bruce's like, yeah. Thanks, guys. That was that's really meaningful and beautiful. <laughs> I mean, make just compared us to a bunch of criminals. It's like Barry, shut up. Listen, a crew does not mean criminals. A crew can mean a group of friends. Mick is going to give you forty-seven toasters with receipts to give you store credit. He's, he's giving you store credit. I love Mick. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, and then I just wrote that Felicity says off rack, which I believe is a Battlestar Galactica thing. Yeah, or Stargate, fra- yeah, or something. That's a good word to use when you don't want to swear. Frack. Is it better than Carabast? Carabast. Carabast. Oh, what's the other thing? Oh, Criff. You're the one making all the Star Wars references. I am. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm gonna have to watch the honorable ones later now. <laughs> anyway, this is when we learn like these are tiny bombs that are gonna just <laughs> brutally hurt these aliens. Yeah, because because they're all it's also the moment like the dominator ships are like descending on Earth. So Barry realized, okay, this is the time I need to go sacrifice myself. But then while they're going over all this, um it the ships are just a distraction because the meta bomb is dropping. Yes. So we also see Cisco forgiving Barry here. Like, mm-hmm. You're my friend. My friend. We. Do, I. I will mention. It's weird how Tara is barely in this crossover. Yeah, I mean, she, her, His, the most we saw of her was in the Flash episode, which makes sense. Which makes sense. And we know that the Supergirl crossover episode, which we didn't cover for the podcast, is literally just. Uh, when Cisco and Barry like portal into her universe, yeah, like that's and, the only connection. It's basically just a plain Supergirl episode. Before that, uh, so then to get the bomb, it's Cisco and Sarah in the Wave Rider. Yeah, Cisco's like, "Are you sure you can do this?" And Sarah goes, "I only know how to stab, punch, and skewer things," which is Sarah not giving herself credit. Yeah, we Sarah's been flying the ship for a while. I, I feel like it was a little bit sarcastic too mm-hmm. that she was giving that because killer klepto I mean, pyro. She, has, she is the assassin. That's what people. Mm-hmm. She's not yet. She she's kind of going. She's still the assassin. She doesn't fully. Be, I feel like she doesn't fully become like she's the captain, but we don't just see her as captain until like season four. Is when we see her as captain, really. True. I think we get more of it in season. Well, it's because Rip. When Rip gets back into the picture, that's why. I, yeah, not until three when it's like 
when Rip is more of our antagonist in the Bureau, that we get more Captain E, Sarah. Oh, yes. Exactly. But... But Cisco's screaming the whole time, essentially, which I don't... Not helping! (laughs) They're using the tractor beam! Martin reveals the grand weapon, then. They have to put them on the Dominators, but they wait till the right moment before activating them so they don't realize what's going on. I mean, essentially, it's like you're giving them a shock collar, but worse. Yeah. Uh, I I did write down who the Central City fight was going on. Um, So it was Barry, Oliver, Ray, Kara, Dig, Ray. Wait, no, I said Ray. (laughs) I said Ray twice. My special boy. (laughs) Our special. No, he's our special Anakin Skywalker boy. That's true. Listen, our special boy isn't, we have a couple of them, but they don't come till next season. Listen, our our cold special boy is... Listen, we're short on special boys right now. We're we're short on our special boys. We get two special boys next season. Mm -hmm. Actually, three if you count Leo. Leo's special. Leo's our That's true. Leo's Leo's, Leo's great. Leo is... <laughs> Icon. Icon. Um, but Mick, Nate, and Amaya are also there, and it's like it's very interesting that Kara and Amaya are the only women who are present in that fight. Which is like, wow. Don't where did Thea of- go? Did they just like not I, schedule maybe, her? They probably maybe like they. I mean, again, so many characters. How I know. Many can you get in an episode? But when you think about it, think about Oliver's crew in season five, like the ones we do see in the quiver, um, it's all men, except for Felicity. But Felicity's a cool girl. Yeah, Felicity's a cool girl. I mean... Like, I know Thea is also written as cool girl, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. But you know, it, honestly, it's a it's a decent action sequence. I mean, I will say that the CW knows how to do their choreography well. They do. Helps. It's fun. Uh, it is. And so in the oh, well, you left out one in the middle of the fighting. Sarah calls and is like, "Hey, Firestorm, if you're not busy, can you come up here?" Oh yeah, Firestorm was there too. I forgot. Firestorm was also in that fight. But they get pulled too. out. To... They got pulled because the bombs dropped. And it's like, hey, uh, you guys, can you, guys think you can transmute this? Because we're kind of holding this in the sky and we're we can't do it forever. Uh huh. And then Jax is like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I, there is one shot I wrote down. This is really stuck out to me. But when I see Amaya activate her totem, yes. On one side of her, on one side of the frame, I thought it was very interesting. One side of the framing is Mick, and then the other side of the framing is Nate. Yes, and it's the elephant. I just thought that very interesting. And I like it's the elephant, so you see the scale of it before she charges. Yes. Oh, she's so she's so wonderful. She is her powers are so cool. They are. Like I think of all of Legends, Amaya has the coolest powers. Charlie's up there too, though. Charlie's up there. John does fun magic stuff. So does Astra. We love the wind. Essentially, a god. The wind totems are very fun. Oh, they're so much fun. Ugh. But 
I, I love, and we see in Chicago way when she uses the totem to um, get the ashtray of a dolphin. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Love that moment. Um, and uh, anyway, so Jax is like, I can't do this. And Martin says, you didn't have to. I have a daughter and she's counting on us. Do it for her. Do it for her. <laughs> do it for her. And this is happening. I also forgot, um, because there's other Dominator ships all over the world, they have Barry and Kara run around and place the mini bombs on those Dominators, too. Uh-huh. And I love that Felicity goes, this looks like a job for Supergirl. And then Barry's like, thanks, Felicity. And the Flash. Like, Barry, shushies. You've been here for three seasons. This is her first crossover. Barry, you've, you've done enough. This is this, that is Barry. this crossover in one nutshell. Barry, you've done it's enough. It's not about you, Barry. So, but Jack's Firestorm manages to transmutate it, just turns into water. I always think that's cool. And I love that Cisco says, like, they did it. They can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Because, I mean, Cisco never saw the transmutation occur when it was just Ronnie and Zine. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, but as soon as the bomb is destroyed, the Dominators Peace run out. back the ship. I mean, they're they're already in extreme pain for the bombs being activated yeah. before, the, before their bomb was... So... Does that like hydrogenized or whatever you want to say? Like, does that now but just they... make? Go ahead. Does, does that just make Earth for them? Like, you know those invisible fences you can get if you have a dog. Yeah, <laughs> is that what that is? Dominic. I I mean I don't know. They probably had to remove them or something. But like, okay, um, listen, humanity can screw itself over. It. We're done. Let's leave. And they're out of there. Um. And then we're in that last part, that final, the grand finish, where um, it's storming outside and the new president is thanking them and calling them heroes. I love Mick just turns to Sarah and goes, it's me, it's she kind of hot. Mick likes a woman in charge. And then Sarah just looks over, can't confirm. They love a woman in a suit. They were not wrong. They're not wrong. No lies are said. But and then, then we're ha- the press conference. We're having it's a party little party. Time. We're all drinking, having some fun. This is when we get a great moment of Kara talking to Felicity and Ray, and she's like, Yay! Like, we saved the day. Awesome. Felicity looks, and as she walks away, Felicity, because this is when Kara's changed back into her Kara clothes with her glasses yeah. and everything. And Felicity's like, oh, it's like it's like looking into a mirror. And then Ray says, you know, she kind of looks like my cousin, which we have been waiting for ever since they announced Great Supergirl joke. was coming to CW. Everything ever since Brandon great. Ruth arrived, we've been That's waiting fair. for a good superhero, uh, Superman joke. But yes. He's I mean, a Superman. We got Men of Steel die in season one, but that's not That's true. Fun. That's true. That's not a fun one. That's rip. Um, Nobody wants that, man. <laughs> someone did. Um, or, um, Car calling them Earth's Mightiest Heroes, too. That it's was very really funny. funny. Is this when... Uh, came back. Oh, before this is when she gets given the beep-boop button to go between worlds. 
from it's Cisco. Universal, I call it the Universal Traveler. We also get Oliver apologizing too, and they all three have a nice little hug. It is very nice. Nick tells um, Car to call him. Nick does say, like, call me. He's skirt. Call me. Make likes a woman in business wear. And do we fault him? No. The okay, then we get the firestorm converse. The firestorm conversation comes before Agent Man, which is yeah. I th- I think this is tied for funniest single line in this episode. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is when like because Jax didn't know about nobody knew about Lily. No, but only Caitlin knew, and she yeah. kept that shit locked down tight. Yeah, and so and now Jax is sitting, and it's like. Does he also ask if it's the flashpoint thing? Um, he just wants to scoop. He's like, okay, he's like, okay, hey, how do you have a kid? How, why do you have a kid? And Martin gives a very sarcastic response to start with, and Jack's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he says, "Do I need to explain the how Jefferson?" Jax is like, "I know, I know how babies are made. I'm like, gonna have one <laughs> one day." And then Martin's on is like, I gave my younger self some advice back in the 80s. <laughs> and then and the Jack, Jack says, what is possibly the greatest line of the episode. It is. He says, um, and you followed, you followed the, your advice all the way to Pound Town. Yeah. Oof. So good. And he's like, this is not, you got to tell them. No, no, no. We're keeping this a secret. Because Jax realizes you don't want to lose her. Yeah, Jax realizes, like, oh, okay then. So this, and Lily is kind of what makes me think, okay, maybe not all aberrations are bad. <laughs> like what we were saying earlier about screwing things up for the better, and that. Exactly. I'm mis- I mean, like, and essentially, Lily has made herself essential to the timeline by now, even yeah. if it was helping develop bombs. I remember. Um, there was something, like, some video, I think it was, like, a YouTube video I watched once, and I don't, like, the quote just popped to my mind of, no, like, this wasn't a mistake. A mistake is something that you regret, and I, this isn't something I regret. And I feel like that's very much what Lily is, yes. is Lily isn't a mistake because he doesn't regret Lily's existence. It's Absolutely just not. No. unexpected, which isn't always bad. Um, uh, anyway, pound, oh, agent, um, Miles, old man Miles rolls up. And he's here for the cleanup. And, and Tara cleans Cara, him up. Listen, Cara brought out her inner Cat Grant for this. Oh, rest in peace, Cat Grant. You're not dead, but the show did after he left. <laughs> I can just like you can like I can tell like this is like her channeling her inner cat grant in this moment and saying like oh you know what I was telling the president how on my earth we have a department for of extra normative operations and she and she thought that's like this was a great idea she also thought a really great idea was assigning you to Antarctica maybe you should be nicer to extra dimensional travelers or uh, extraterrestrial. Yeah, extraterrestrial travelers. And it was... It was does she say like, pack a jacket or just Nate? I think it was Nate who said that. I can't remember totally. And I watched this episode last night. 
It's like the TikTok audio. It's like, there's the door. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Mind melds. Um, and then there's a little Oliver Sarah moment, which is not bad. Yeah, Kara goes home. Kara goes home. Sarah and Oliver are like, yes, it started with us. And now look what we have. So much bigger. And then Sarah heads off to her spaceship as Diggle set lovingly. Diggle's says. just like, I don't understand this. Diggle didn't ask for any of this. And then Flash um Barry's like, no hard feelings, Diggle. You know, I erased your daughter. <laughs> John Diggle is one of the most mm, he he like he's very put together and it's like he is the the arrow character. Well we're Thea he stands is, here. You've heard us talk about Thea, but Diggle Diggle has is always the been man. my favorite arrow character because he is so level headed. He will stay so level headed and even and and uh, and even when he gets personal, he will stay level-headed for so long. But he does, and he, but eventually he will, sh- and he show, and he's he shows his emotions. And I love that about him. Oh, he's because he tells Barry, like I tell this guy, gesturing to Oliver, like you need to forgive yourself. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the two, and then it's just Oliver and Barry drinking at a bar. Yeah. Like, well, if the world was not being threatened. What will we do? And then they're at a bar and they're just like hanging out. They're drinking. Nice. And they both agree that, you know what? We don't have normal lives anymore. And while we would be happy having them, it wouldn't be full. Which is a nice sentiment. It's a nice sentiment. I feel that kind of echoes with all of the teams in a way. Mm-hmm. Their lives are fundamentally changed forever because of the experiences that they've had together with Air- Team Arrow, Team mm-hmm. Flash, Team Legends, Kara, because mm-hmm. we didn't get to see the rest of Supergirl team. Yeah. Well, they won't show up till the bad crossover. <laughs> no, yeah, the bad crossover. But at least we end on a nice note. <laughs> We do end on that nice note, and just of course, you end up Oliver and Barry in a legend episode. We can't see the legends, just nope. <laughs> we don't even see the rest of the legends like back on the ship. We don't know. We don't, yeah. Can you imagine if they left someone behind? We forgot, right? <laughs> Although, there is one thing is like they did let Amaya come for the ceremony, it would be very funny. End. If they left Amaya, because then in season five it would have been a callback. We forgot uh, Charlie. We forgot Charlie. Amazing, <laughs> but also you gotta wonder, like, if um Summer Mario Macabre was watching TV and it's like, wait a second, I know that amulet. That's my amulet. Oh, the best. <sighs> so that's the episode. The episode. That is the final part of Invasion. Crossover ranking as a whole. Hmm. Not bad. Well, you know what? Crossover ranking as a whole. We'll probably rank the crossovers. It's not It's not a very hard ranking. This is easily the best one. 
Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, I, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to tell the line, I'd say, like, this is definitely, in terms of stories I liked, I would say this one's at the top. In terms of how it all kind of came together cohesively, I feel like I'm a, I am really did enjoy the 100th episode of Arrow when I watched it. I gotta admit that. It was fun. It was fun. I would say in my rating scale, I would put four-hour Legends episodes. I'm gonna put it... I'm gonna put this Invasion episode just above the JSA episode. So my order is still out of time, compromise, Shogun, Outlaw Country, Invasion, JSA, and Abominations at the bottom. Now I've found it. All right, so I think my ranking for this, um, I think I'm going to put this one. Uh, my number one right now, I think is still, I think I had said Outlaw Country was my number one. Or it was like my number two. I don't remember what it was. In our last episode, I've changed my ratings. I think my number one is still out of time. Uh-huh. Which, um, second is going to be Outlaw Country. I just really love the vibes. And then this one is third that's, for me, actually. That's a good one, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I might move mine up a little bit. I think, I, like, Invasion, like, I'm still leaving space with, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start compressing things soon. I mean, I think things are going to move because we've talked a lot about how season two has some, like, heavy hitter episodes. Yeah, like, I know the Chicago Way is going to be top five, at least. And I know the Legion of Doom is going to be top five. And we have Doom World. And we have Turncoat. Oh, God, Doom World is so good. And Turncoat is great. That's a great... There's a lot of really great... Like, the second half, I was... We love a homoerotic George Washington experience. We love it. It's the best. So, yeah, Invasion's my third. I'd say Compromised is four. Third is Shogun. uh, Second, JSA. And then, of course, Domination's dead last. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's our episode. It's the one that's like, why, why, why was this made? Yeah. Anyway, but what's coming up next week? Coming up next week, we uh, will finally return to our regularly scheduled Legends uh, programming. Back to just our good old team. And we are going to 1927 Chicago with the Chicago way. I'm excited Uh, for that. We get to. This is good times. I remember very fondly the Bonnie and Clyde moment. It's the best moment. It's such a good, there are so. Uh, Everyone's got great outfits in that episode. It just feels like a return to form. Oh. I just remember Sign gets kidnapped in that episode. Well, positive or negative, take your choice. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we'll see how well it's aged, too. This is true. It can't age worse than next season. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I just, we're gonna, and, we're, and we also get um, our third member in this episode as well, right? Possibly. Oh, I think he does turn up. We get our third member. Oh, such a um, good time. But we are so excited to share that episode with you next week so you can go ahead and if you're watching along with us make sure next week you've got chicago way queued up kate do you have any other final thoughts regarding this episode 
regarding this episode. Um, well, this is one good crossover we're gonna have. So it's here for your enjoyment. It's true. And you know what? Very serviceable. Very it's serviceable. Fun. It was it the to be fair, the reason it's ranked so highly is Lily. I mean, obviously. Let's be real. Let's be real. It, it is the most I probably should rank this higher because it is Lily. I, 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 because honestly, I think it is the emotional, I think it is the most interesting aspect of this episode. Absolutely. Like, I don't think any other displaced child <laughs> plot works so well than Lily. And Lily isn't yeah. even really displaced. She's just always been here. She's been, she's, she's here. And just as we've been ending every episode on our podcast, we really encourage you to go and support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society charity. We put the link to that charity in every episode description that we have on Spotify right now and pretty much anywhere where you gather your podcasts. If you can't donate to that charity, consider donating blood. It really is incredibly useful and desperately needed in so many places for so many people. So we at Legends of Next Week uh, highlight both of these with American Red Cross, Blood Drive, and with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society charity. We at uh, Legends of Next Week are going to sign out for now. If you want to support us, you can follow us on Twitter at Week Legends. You can always email us at legendsofnextweek at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram, Legends of Next Week. We'd love to hear from all of you. Send us some memes, some funny things. We could all use them in this time. And slow winter months. We need a laugh. We do. So again, I think that will do it for us this episode. So I'm your host, Mary. I'm Kate. Eden sends her love. And we will see you all some other week. Bye, guys. Bye.